Hello, this is a prepaid collect call from an inmate at the county jail. This call is subject to recording and monitoring. To accept charges, press 1. To refuse charges, press 2. Well, hello, Brian. How are things going in county? Your nephew? Oh, well... You know, usually when people steal cars, it's because of uh, drugs or something. So is your nephew... It... Okay. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I mean, I, I don't know. Stealing cars. It just... Some of them, is, they're even posting things on social media about how to steal cars. And I guess it's like a common thing these days. Did he uh, carjack somebody? Okay. Well, no, not, nothing downplays it. I mean, a crime is a crime. And, 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 you know, you really have to feel bad for the people whose car was stolen. Yeah. Well, it's all up to him. You can say what you want and you can provide all the services, but if he doesn't choose to uh, listen to your advice or find other ways to uh, solve his, his issues or, or yeah, things like that. And it's, it's just the motivator. You know, the crime motivator is very strong in people. I mean, you of all people would know that. And we tend to bow down to that. And social media really isn't helping. And I guess his peers aren't helping either. It's It would just be nice if people would concentrate on the good. Well, I, I okay. I, I'll do the best I can. Talk to him. I mean, our goal is to at least, even though we... we lead people to the resources and to supportive relationships. It's ultimately up to the person and we just have to try to, to lean their motivation in the right direction. And if we tell the people what they do, they'll naturally want to rebel. But if we lead the people to believe that their goals, and their aspirations, come from themselves and uh, can be completely controlled by their actions, I think we have a better chance of success. But yeah, like, like I said, I mean, you, you did the very best you could. Like one of the things they say in the Christian world is when you have kids and they wind up you know, rebellious and, and running away or committing crimes. They'll say, look at uh, God. You know, his his children, he put them in the Garden of Eden and they just kind of went their own way. And how can you get any better than somebody who gives you everything? Your health, your, your home, your food, your environment and gives you rain of the, the planet and then the pull a stunt like that it's it's 
it's just human nature to do bad things and we can't we can't stop it you have 60 seconds remaining and that's a good idea it's uh yeah you do not want to turn your back and and i see that a lot in the prisons people will get arrested to go to prison and then their family and their friends disown them and it's not their fault they're just they're reaching in the wrong direction so if we are going to give advice it's more or less like listening just respond to you have 30 seconds remaining statements that they make they say I'm stealing cars because I'm addicted to drugs and I'm addicted to drugs because I have terrible pain in my back. Well, doctors can only do so much. And plus that's a, a field where they're out for profit. Good. Yeah. Have them call me and we'll see what we can do. Fantastic. Well, thanks for the call and take care of yourself. Good. Yeah. It was nice talking to you too. Thank you for using inmate call. Goodbye. Hello, I am Joel Wilborn and this is AQS Inmate Call. And in this episode, I'd like to discuss crime prevention. Now, a lot of you know the basics of preventing crime. You walk in groups, you uh, lock up your belongings, you keep street lights, surveillance cameras, motion detectors, and uh, you park your car in, in uh, safe places. And it's just, uh, you know. It, it just seems so simple to prevent a crime. And uh, sometimes, even though we do the best, I mean, you could have your money in a bank and a person steals some money out of the bank. Or I have your belongings in a bank vault and they get stolen. Or uh, you could lock up your car and a person has a electronic device that can unlock it. So... Uh, there's always this little hole in the bottom of the boat, let's say. So the way I approach this is there's one common denominator in all the crimes, and that's a person. There is a human being. When they talk about gun control and how that's going to help prevent mass murder, I talk about the common denominator isn't the gun. And it could be a semi-automatic, an automatic, it could be a, a rifle, a pistol, a bomb, or a BB gun. It's a person. The person is the common denominator. So hands down, no matter how you look at it, people are, are what's the core of all these crimes. So if you want to solve one crime, you may concentrate on a, a several different items within that area but if you want to solve all crimes the people will be your, your 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 main focus and we see 
public service announcements and we see ads, we hear police officers and community leaders and even our own family tell us that crime doesn't pay and we need to be careful and and, and, uh, stay away from drugs and don't drop out of school and and uh, respect other people's rights. The, the, these things are constantly out there. So people know. That's why the, the phrase ignorance of the law is no excuse for your defense. Because people around the world know that a red light means you stop. And a crosswalk means you let the people who are in that crosswalk cross safely across the road. So the law is not really hidden. It's out there. And people were well aware of breaking the law. So what we have to concentrate on is not telling them that getting involved with drugs is going to cause an addiction, which is going to cause crime, which is going to cause isolation, you know, et cetera, et cetera. A lot of the folks who are addicted and do get into these crimes, they know. They know what they're getting into, and, they, and and it's just there's a part of them that it just loses control. There's folks that get drunk. There's folks that get high and they commit crimes. There's folks folks that get angry, and there's folks that just just snap. You know, a part of their brain malfunctions, and they just have no control. And teenagers, they just love taking risks and challenges, and they want to push back and. and uh, fight authority these are things that just we just got to learn to live with you can't ignore them so when we look at a crime especially when crime is is rising in the neighborhood don't just concentrate on one crime the media and uh, social media They'll concentrate on the things that are like the money maker, the, the attention draw. And then they may twist it around to try to meet their agenda. It's just that when you are reading about crimes and hearing about crimes, it, it doesn't matter if it's a minor crime or a major crime or if it's a big money making thing where you can write a book on it. It's something happened that caused the person to just throw away all logic. And the best way to reduce the crime is to prevent it in the first place. We can't keep just chasing after criminals and and uh, beefing up our uh, security and spending more money. There's people out there who commit the crime, and we know they're habitual criminals, and these people get locked up in uh, jail or in prison. And then we just forget about them. And so you have to think about it like this. When they get out, what's going to happen? And I know in my experience, when I uh, have an issue with a person, it's more or less like you want to test the person. You want to see uh, if this person can be trusted or if this person is the one who's guilty of, of 
of uh, wrongdoing or something like that. You know, and you don't necessarily have to ask people. You can figure it out other ways. And uh, that's a good way to get an idea of what a person's personality is like and, and, and um, what kind of weaknesses they have. And catching a person who's a career criminal, locking that person up, and then ignoring the person isn't solving the problem. You got a person here who most likely is going to commit a crime once the sentence is served. This is not like an early probation or, or parole. This person serves the full sentence, gets out, and comes out worse. And going in because they were traumatized going in, and then they're mistreated in there, or they're uh, criticized or ignored, and then they get out, and it's it's just worse. What if when they go in, we just sit down with them? In European countries, they want to end crime. They want to put a big dent in it so that it's not a big issue. They want to shut down their prisons. They don't want to spend all this money locking people up because that's all you're doing is you're just putting them in a hole for a certain period of time, and you're just putting a delay in your crime spree. But these folks in Europe, they want to end this, and so they understand that the source is not a weapon or a greed. It's the person. And when you sit down with a person, and you can do this with your friend, you can do this with family members, and just talk, and and you eventually, the two of you will figure out what's going on. And maybe the two of you can't figure out a solution, but there's other resources out there. Uh, it's just like uh, advice we get on uh, spelling. You know, if you are writing a, a Essay, and you're just misspelling words right and left, and you're thinking I'm a terrible speller. The thing you have to remember is you recognize that you misspelled a word. If you're a terrible speller, and I've received lots of letters where people just write stuff and they really don't know how to spell, they don't know that their word was misspelled. And then there's those that know and don't down yourself because you don't. Spell a word correctly. Give yourself praise because you recognize it. And some of these folks don't quite realize that there's other ways of getting what they want, rather than stealing cars. And opening up this discussion helps. And it just, it just, it. Really gets under my skin, I guess. I just, I just completely baffled as to why you walk. You know, like let's say prison officials walk into a prison and they see all the the, the uh, inmates locked up in a a cell, and none of them think we've got the source of our crime right here, and we can see to it that it doesn't happen again because a lot of those folks are getting out. They're going to be living right next door to you, working next, right, working beside you,、uh, parking next to you at the mall. These same people. Why not 
give them a reason to look for alternative solutions. And uh, why not just concentrate on them? The, the prison system could say, you guys want to make all these new laws and put these new restrictions, but we've got the true source of crime sitting right here with us, and we're going to concentrate 100% on these folks. We want these folks to get out and be better people. They shouldn't be demonized because they want to help in crime. And I've got people telling me I shouldn't be helping people that are in prison. And even some of the social media people that get out there and they're trying to give advice to folks who are in prison. And people are just shooting them down. Why are you doing this? And I'm still amazed that they don't find that in their life, somewhere along the line, they never learn that in order to solve a problem, you're first going to have to identify it. You don't make stuff up. You know, if there's a, if you walk down in your basement and there's water all over the floor, you don't assume that there's a water leak and start looking for broken pipes. It could be uh, something else that's causing that water to pop up in there. And then once you figure out what the problem is, what's causing it, then you can fix the flooding. And uh, in crime, it's not always cut and dry either. We, we want to assume we know who did it and we want to assume we know how it was done. But that's not reality. And so when you have a person who's sitting in there and you ask, why did you commit this crime? Getting it straight from the horse's mouth, you can't get any better than that. And yeah, maybe they'll lie. But you have to look at it like this. If the person sits in there and develops a rapport with them, why are they going to lie to them? They're already sitting in prison for the crime. And somebody's just asking, I want to help you not come back in here anymore. What, what's going on in your life that, that's causing all of this uh, activity? And, you know, the person says, well, you're genuine. And, and it's natural not to believe people at first and to not and to be dis, distrusting. But you, you have time because a lot of these folks are in there for a few years anyway. You just learn about them and have them talk to you. You know, I've got videos where people are... Uh, I would just ask them this, what do you want to tell the public? What do you want to say? And they'll just start talking. And then they're sharing their ideas. And I have a convicted murderer who's writing short stories and he just wants to share it with folks. And so there's a lot that will talk to you. And some don't want to get personal and that's fine. You don't want to dive into that. But when it comes to not wanting to go back to prison, if I don't want the person to go back to prison and the person I'm working with doesn't want to go back to prison, our chance of success is very good. And time and time again, I will tell folks that when I do work with people and they talk to me and we figure out an alternate path, they don't go back. I've had people that's been out of prison for four or five years and they haven't gone back, not even jail. And I don't give myself credit for that. I give them credit for it. Even though I'm doing the interview or something, they'll say, oh yeah, you helped me and you did this for me. I was there for them. And I'll, I'll take credit for that. I listened to them. I, I 
worked hand in hand to try to come with a solution. But the solution was up to them. They figured it out. And um, when we go to school, we expect people to graduate knowing how to read, knowing how to write, knowing how to do mathematics. And uh, we expect them to get out and not commit crimes. But what if there's a, a student in there who's just skipping school, getting in the fights, stealing items, uh, you know, disrespecting folks, violating human rights? That's the one that stands out, and that's the one that that, that needs somebody to uh, listen. And as you know, with humans, it doesn't. It, there's no sure shot solution to everything and there's and everybody's not constant you know if you get in your car and you put the key in the ignition and you turn the ignition and it starts you expect that and every time you put the key in there and turn it you expect the car to start if it doesn't something could be wrong you work on it you figure out the problem you fix it and that key starts the car humans money isn't what motivates everybody to commit a crime addiction isn't what motivates everybody to commit a crime and so you can't treat everybody the same you can't expect everybody to react in the same way that's why we need individual counseling that's why we need to talk to the folks and officials they just naturally don't trust them but supportive relationships people that are in the network on their team you know the person's name is John team John team Betty Team um, Paul. That's the people who need to uh, get together and uh, stick with it, and to be get the person out and keep them out. So hopefully you'll go out, talk to your your family members, your friends. You'll look, observe, see if there's anything out of the ordinary. And, and notify somebody. You can notify the local, po- local police and say, you know, my friend is really acting peculiar. It's nice to have them say, you know, we looked into it and everything's fine. And hopefully that's the case. And the person's not got, you know, didn't get a heads up and is acting. But if you don't feel comfortable with it, continue on. Read some books. Do some research. And definitely reach out to some other folks. There, there's people you know in your network that you'd be surprised would have extensive knowledge on what could be going on with your friend. I've talked to people that um, I've known for years, and I, I've talked to them about a drug addiction, and these folks are like, "Yeah, back in the day, I had an addiction." And the advice they give, it's like, I, you know, "I haven't done it for over 20 years," and it's just like, "Wow, I never knew this." But you're not going to know until you talk, until they volunteer to give you information, and they can be very helpful. Well, thanks for tuning in. Go out and have yourself a wonderful day, and make beautiful memories for tomorrow.